Let's all go to the lobby. 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 To get ourselves a treat. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, a weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaum. And I'm your other host, Jordan Dennis. This week, we will be reviewing the new Tom Holland crime drama, Cherry, and discussing Zack Snyder's contribution to the DCEU so far, leading up to next week's release of Justice League. Contribution is a very intentionally neutral term, I notice. <laughs> Before we get to all that, how you doing, Jordan? I'm doing okay. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing okay. Uh, anything you want to talk about off-base for a second? Anything you watched lately that uh, that you think is good? I've watched a lot of movies lately. Oh, shit. All right, let's run through them real quick. A lot of DC movies, which we'll, well get I mean, to. Well, we'll get to those later, but I mean, I think besides I've, I that. think I've fried my fucking brain watching DC films. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, I just checked IMDb. Uh, Harsh Jaswall has given Batman vs. Superman another 5 out of 5. Yeah, we'll... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. What else have you been watching, bud? Uh, so I watched a movie that I was really excited for for a while called St. Maud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the A24, A24 horror film. It's definitely an A24. Horror is a strong way to put it. I, I would call it a psychological drama before I would call it a horror film. Yeah, for sure. Very good, though. Like like a strong eight. What uh very good. What about it would you say isn't isn't like horror? Like what where does where does the where's the line for you? Well, it just it focuses more on the the psyche of this girl. Mm-hmm. Is she actually like is there actually a spirit within her or is she just out of her fucking mind? The supernatural element is kind of vague. It's like there there's a couple horror scenes resorted in the last ten minutes, but until then, it is a drama. It's also, like, without credits, like, 79 minutes. Oh, shit. That's it is a good. breezy horror film. Lead performance is great. Very good film. 8 out of 10. Nice. Definitely um, worth watching. I haven't watched any uh, movies lately besides the one we're talking about, talk, the ones we're talking about, but um, no. uh, with your Apple TV Plus subscription, thank you very much, Kyle, I started watching uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. <clears throat> which I have, I have heard, uh, I heard nothing but good things about it. I've heard it's incredibly funny, and I can confirm that all of those things are true. I'm only like three or four episodes in, so I haven't seen the whole thing yet. But what I have seen is just absolutely delightful, super wholesome content. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm really into it. I'm really looking forward to it. Jason Sudeikis earned the fuck out of that Golden Globe. He is. He's like. Imagine if Ned Flanders wasn't annoying. <laughs> that's that's exactly what he's doing, and he is so good at it. No, yeah, I'm definitely excited to keep watching it. I'm glad you watched wholesome content. I watched Manchester by the Sea. Oh yeah. You ever seen it? <laughs> nope. It is depressing to the max. That is what I have heard. It is depressing to the goddamn max. Casey Affleck is one of the best performances ever in any any for sure. piece of media. I just hate giving Casey Affleck credit I know. for anything. I know. He's amazing, though. In the movie, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was the same. <laughs> Eight out of ten. Boom. All right. Okay. Um, that's pretty much all I saw besides the fucking... We'll talk. Sweet. Do we want to uh, move on to Cherry, then? 
Yeah, let's move on to Cherry. All right, so Cherry is uh, the first post-MCU Russo Brothers movie, Joe and Anthony. Uh, you know, we're on first-name basis with them. They listen to the show. Um, <laughs> uh, so it, it kind of concerns this, uh, this dude uh, named Cherry. In the book that it's based on, he's an unnamed narrator, so I think they just named him that character. I don't know, I haven't read the book. Um he goes to school and it's kind of just like about his life and kind of how he goes on this like weird journey of like discovery and like kind of you know mm-hmm. like it's just he's he's really he's trying to find purpose yeah because he feels like he's kind of been like left behind and like lost and hurt but there's a whole thing in the movie everyone like he like everyone keeps telling him to be more of a man like he just doesn't feel like he's really fulfilled himself and so he like he goes and joins the army. He uh, eventually, like, he comes back home with PTSD, and that really messes him up. And it's just, it really, really does not bode well for this dude. It's the chaotic progression of this guy's life. And that's the first hour. <laughs> and then uh, after that, towards the second act of the film, he starts getting into like uh, pill pushing, uh, drugs, like hard drugs and shit. And then it kind of explores his involvement in that lifestyle um that was my best way of doing it without any like major spoilers i think yeah. I, I think i pretty much covered every base in the movie yes before we get into spoilers what were your overall impressions of the film i really dug it yeah. i don't know why it's getting the thrashing it is i thought it was i don't know i thought stylistically it was really sound like i really liked what they were going for with it it's very i think i think you said this in in your review you called it unhinged right i think it's i think it's like i think that's the best way to describe it it's really it's it's as chaotic as its main protagonist and i think it really reflects that really well i think that's all fair i'm not quite as positive as you Mm -hmm. i still haven't quite unpacked my feelings on the film for sure it is a lot it is a lot of movie in that one movie it's a lot of film in that one film i like some of it fair it feels definitely like the russo brothers um stylistically just went bananas just went bananas they they let's let's take this piece from this director and this piece from this and I, it kind of i think i mentioned it to you i think uh basically the the conceit behind this movie is that after being part of the studio system for so long and working for marvel and everything and kind of being constrained by that not to say they didn't do great work at marvel i love every marvel movie they ever made but um I think with this movie, they were finally like, okay, we have complete creative control. We can do whatever we want. Let's do everything. And they put every idea they've ever had for any other movie in this one movie. And I don't know. It kind of worked for me. All right. Let's 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 say spoilers. Here. Yeah. Spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers from this spoilers point out. Spoilers here. We, we're both... I'm lukewarm positive. I'm a little more positive. I, I didn't love it or anything, but I'm a little more positive than you, I'd say. Um... I just want to say real quick, I think his girlfriend is, like, the worst person to ever live. Really? She's, I hated her. I didn't like her, the, the shit that she was doing in the first act with the emotional manipulation. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, that, was, like, that I think bothered me a lot. She's incredibly toxic, and I think, like, not to say he isn't. Like, they're obviously very bad for each other. Um, uh, towards the start of the movie, he meets a girl while he's at school, and she kind of becomes the catalyst for this whole journey that he goes on because they start to date but they're like both afraid of intimacy and and affection and everything they're both afraid to like you know admit that they love each other and everything and eventually she tells him that she's leaving for montreal and that she's leaving him 
And so he gets all depressed and shit and goes and joins the army. And then you find out later that she just said that just to, like, you know, push his buttons and just to get to him. And he's like, what the fuck? So he goes through all of this shit, like, all of this horrible traumatic shit because this bitch lied to him. And it's just like, yeah. like you could have saved him. You could have saved everyone. <laughs> you could have not been a heroin addict had you had just, like... Just yeah. like been more forward with him, you yeah, know. Exactly. So I just that 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 really uh, not in like a like it's a good character. That good performance. Though. No, she's really good in it. Um, uh, Sierra Bravo. Yeah, she uh, just that decision. I was just like, oof, that's horrific. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. <laughs> um, I thought the army stuff honestly was probably the strongest part of the movie. I agree. I think uh, kind of that camaraderie he forms with like his his band of brothers and everything. His friends back home are also fun too. I like uh, I I don't know the actor's name. I think the character's name is James Lightfoot. Like his James his Lightfoot. buddy. I thought he was funny. I know um, one of the friends is played by rapper Kyle. Who? Rapper Kyle. I, I. He did that the fucking song with Lil Yachty. Is the is the rapper named Kyle or is it That's rapper, rapper Kyle? His rapper. I think he used to be named Super Duper Kyle. Now he's just Kyle. <laughs> You're super duper, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> um, where was I? Yeah, the army stuff was good, and then uh, yeah, we're in spoilers. The scene where uh, they're out in like the mud field, and they I guess they get they run over like an IED or something like that, like a landmine, and all of his buddies get blown up in the uh, in the vehicle. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. I don't think I <laughs> maybe I wasn't like paying enough attention, but that like that really caught me off guard. I was like, oh shit, they're. Because it's all of his friends in that Jeep yeah. that get fried. So I was, yeah, that, that that was like the one scene in the movie that really got hit me emotionally. The second they were like, you're on radio duty, I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> like, oh, these guys are uh, dead as shit. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, then after after that happens, that's kind of... Uh, oh, another great scene is, uh, speaking of like the army... St- Sorry, I don't mean to trample you over no, this. No, obviously, no, obviously if, if you have anything to you're good. interject. Um but uh, the very first scene, he sees combat, where he goes out and he's he's an army medic, so they're having him like he's putting like people's guts back into their bodies and shit, and that's like a really, really harrowing scene. Not quite Saving Private Ryan, but it's like definitely trying to like mm. I feel like emulate that kind of feeling of just like so much is happening right now and so many people are dying. Yeah. Like, it does a really good job of kind of placing you in that situation. Mm. I just, I, I go back, <laughs> I go back to the style. And yeah. how it was definitely unique, but also off-putting. Yeah, that's fair. The fact that you can go from, like, Scorsese-esque crime stuff to cutaways that feel straight out of a Wes Anderson film mm-hmm. to... Uh, now the aspect ratios change for what reason? <laughs> I have no fucking Who clue. Knows? When it's shifted, I was like, is there going to be purpose behind this? And then it shifted back. I was like, nope. There's a sort of narration? For the first, like, half? Yeah. For the first half, and then it's not anymore. I... There's some cool stuff. I like, um... The, at the theater scene, when he's looking... When he's, like, washing his face out yeah. and in the mirror, he's looking for... Like, there's some cool stylistic yeah. stuff in terms of... I think I admire the style more than I actually like it. They made a prosthetic ass... To shoot one shot as he's getting a prostate exam. Wait, that's prosthetic? I'm assuming it's not some person's <laughs> actual asshole. I don't know. It could be. I don't fucking know. Uh, but it's so weird. I love... Uh, it's I, so weird. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I, 
I like all the little uh, the little details in the world, like where uh, when he's robbing a lot of the banks, like the name of the bank like will just be bank. shitty bank and shit like that. I don't know. There's there's little. I don't I don't know how I felt about. There's that. little stuff like that. Well, because it's all because I think I think the idea is that because you never really leave Cherry, like you're with him the entire time, and I think yeah. the idea is that you're seeing the world from his perspective, yeah. and he is just. The most messed up individual you could possibly yeah, so imagine. Sergeant, Sergeant whomever, and yeah, Doctor fuck, whomever. Uh, fucking. Did you know one of the drill sergeants was uh, one of the Wayans brothers? You know what? I didn't know that, but I know exactly which one you're talking mm-hmm. about because he looks like a Wayans. I uh, I saw that on the IMDb and I was just like, huh, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I don't know the, the the names of the banks and stuff threw me off because it felt like an attempt at satire, but. I don't know what they were satirizing. Yeah, I guess like that was like just like a limp like commentary yeah. on like the bank the banks are are ruining America. Which, I mean they are, but like they are, but they don't like go into any more depth than the shitty bank. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I uh, I guess I I guess I dug what it was going for, and I guess the style didn't bother me because I was invested in the uh, in the content underneath it. Certain pieces of the score really worked for me. Mm-hmm. There's like a very synth heavy uh, style yeah. to some of them. Felt almost like uh, drive in, in a couple moments. Yeah, for sure. And and I like the style when it's kind of him focusing on the girl, and it's all his attention centered mm-hmm. on her. So it'll be like a spotlight, yeah. or it'll be her, they're in sharp focus, and everything else is extremely blurred. Yeah, stuff like that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't think for me it ever went like overboard. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's weird choices, but there's not any like. Whoa, what the fuck is going on choices, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think any of them ever, like, broke the movie for me or, like, detracted from the experience. What broke the movie for me was Jack Rayner's performance. (laughs) I thought he was funny. I think he's supposed to be like that. Like, I think that's what the character is supposed to be like. I know, but it clashes with the tone for me. (laughs) I don't know. I I guess his... He comes in like a bull in a china shop and just like completely changes everything. And I'm, I'm not, like, I'm like, I'm on board with this. I'm not saying it's as bad as his performance in Transformers Age of Extinction, but he's... <laughs> it's not quite as good as that performance either. He's good Midsummer. He's very good. He is Midsummer. very good in Midsummer. But in this, he just didn't work for me. I like his name though, Pills and Coke. Yeah. That's funny. Um, it's long. It, yeah, I think one of my biggest issues with it is I think you definitely could have trimmed like... Like an hour, maybe even an hour and a half off of this thing. Like, I don't know how the novel flows. What the what the style of the novel is? My, before I knew it was based on a book, I was five minutes into the movie, and my very first thought was, "This would make a better book." I don't know. Yeah, I, what I was gonna say is, I don't know how the book flows, but it reads like like a book narrative or like a biopic. That's what I'm saying. Distorted like, and twisted. Like so, like I can only imagine that it's very well adapted because it. it I don't think it leaves anything out. It's a very long movie, and it like, shouldn't leave anything out after, yeah, yeah, all of, all of it, <laughs> so much. Um, I do like how it ends. I think it ends yeah. pretty, pretty satisfyingly. Although they may try to make Tom Holland look older, they they just, they throw get, a just gave, mustache. Him, gave him a mustache. He looks like a fucking little little chimney sweep trying to <laughs> fake his way into a theater. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought I thought he it was great though. I, yeah, I think that might be my favorite Tom Holland performance. Say what you will about like the movie and everything, but I think he is such an endearing and likable presence that I think the, I think the, the movie soars on his I shoulders. I think the two moments that stand out 
uh, in regards to his performance are when he's on the phone with his girlfriend and after his friend dies. just fucking breaks down, yep. And also when he's at the train station with his girlfriend. And he's like, I got this noise in my head. Mm-hmm. He's trying to convince her to, to go back to rehab. Like he's, he's no, he's, I'm no good for you. Like, you know. Yeah, but he... Those two moments really impressed me. I think, I think honestly, my enjoyment for this movie really comes down to him. I think because he really sold it for, for me. For the first act, I was like, he's good. He's playing. Yeah. He's like Tom Holland. Yeah. But after that, he he really goes to... Well, I, th- I think that's, that's like reflective of like the progression of the character and everything. At, uh, between this and, and The Devil All the Time, I'm glad to see him getting roles that are... That are that just Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stretch his acting range a bit. Yeah. Um... I've, I've, I think I've pretty much said my piece with this. I think I have too. It's good. It is good. I, in, I would in definitely, a lot of ways, I don't... I would recommend it. I think it's worth at, yeah. least, at least one watch. I think it's I think it's definitely worth a, a curiosity watch. For sure, for sure. Uh, I, I think this movie is definitely going to divide people. People are either going to love it or hate it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to go ahead and give a score? Let's see what you got. A uh, six out of ten? <laughs> question mark asterisk? Yeah, I'll give it a six out of ten with a question mark. I I don't know. I'm at like a very light seven. Mm-hmm. I think it. I was on the movie's wavelength a little more. I think and I think it just worked like a, like a little better for me. But it still definitely has its has its problems. So Zack Snyder has made quite a few DC films. Has he really? Yeah. I never would have guessed. Three, in wow. fact. It's not like I just spent the last decade embroiled in the discourse of Zack Snyder's DC films. <laughs> it's not like it almost broke me mentally. Before before we hop into Man of Steel, his first effort, Yes. I didn't have to watch all of the DC films. Mm-hmm. I did, though. Not all of them leading up to Justice League. Yeah. I didn't watch Aquaman or Shazam or that. Yeah. Um, Different I did, episode. I did, wa- I did watch Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad in addition to the Zack Snyder's. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman doesn't hold up. I disagree, but I also but I also haven't seen it in a minute, so... I think the last 20 minutes are poo-poo-doo-doo. Yeah, that's fair. They fucking are. Fucking garbage. It kind of trips at the finish line a little bit. It... It face plants at the finish line. It scrapes the skin off its face. <laughs> T- to completely undercut the point of the film, the the point you're trying to make about war and mm-hmm. people. And then... Because I, I just want to break this down. So the logic of the film is that she goes and she kills Ludendorff, who she thinks is Ares. Yeah. And then the war, war doesn't end. And yeah. Chris Pine's like, it's not that simple. Yeah. And then there actually is an Ares, but Ares says, no, I don't control people. I just tempt them. They make their own choices. But then he dies and everyone starts hugging and high-fiving. So were you controlling them? It makes no fucking sense. It's a piece of garbage. I don't know. Uh, five, five, five and a half out of ten. It sucks. All right, brief Wonder Woman rant before uh, we get into Suicide everything. Suicide Squad, it is exactly what you've heard of it. Yeah, it's awful. Three it's out of ten. Terrible. It's, I think that's too generous, honestly. I mean, maybe, but... I'd maybe give it a one on a good day. Yeah, it sucks. All right, let's get into the uh, the actual movies we're talking about here. Man of Steel, 2013. Uh, what were your... What were your impressions when you first saw it back in like 2013? I was actually an apologist for these movies for a too. long time. I, I, I liked Man of Steel. I, I don't remember loving it, but I remember being like, okay, I kind of respect what it's going for. And I'm kind of like, okay, this is a, this is a new interpretation of the character. Let's see where it goes. I agree. Um, yeah. I uh, Upon rewatch, yeah. I cannot say that I am the biggest fan of this movie like at all this movie is a hot mess i think it is incredibly dull 
and just lifeless. What what a boring way to start your cinematic universe with such like an overwrought, like pretentious art house. Like I don't know. It, it's here. I've, I've got notes. Let's we'll, let's get into this. So I, I liked it more than you. Yeah, yeah. It's still not great. It really isn't. Oh, um, I let's let's get into it. So the opening on Krypton. Best part of the movie. I agree. I think it is. I think it's cool. I think it goes on for a bit too long. I don't agree. Maybe lengthwise, I just was entertained. Also, smash zooms are stupid, and there's too many of them in this movie. I like when they double smash zoom. <laughs> like, 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 they'll smash him and then smash him again. <laughs> like you didn't notice the first time, so they, so he really had to drive that point. Oh, uh, but but the Krypton was just. I wish the whole movie was that. It's kooky, like weird sci-fi. Yeah, it's shit. cool, but I don't know. It just I liked it. It's all it's weird and like gray and like. So, I mean, the whole movie's like that, I guess. But I, I don't know. But, it is great, the, but, the, but I like the idea of like factions in a weird console yeah. and. Uh, um, uh, they put General Zod and his lackeys in penis ships. That is true. They those do ships, put them in penis. Those ships. ships that they put them in look like fucking dicks. That's what me and my my friend said. Did when no, we were watching it. Did we were nobody? Like, did nobody say something? That they look like to Zack Snyder. I, think, I don't think they cared. We'll we'll get we'll get more into my feelings about Zack Snyder's like ethos behind this whole like series. We'll get into that later. But yeah. um, yeah, I this whole movie I couldn't tell if it looks good or not. Some of the special effects hold up. Some, Some of, of them, them look like acts. Yeah, I it's. I think the ones that hold up. I think some of the the city destruction looks pretty good. Yeah, for sure. The, but the, it's, the, it's ter- just the terraforming the top, device though, yeah. looks good. But th- when you start to get into the green screen stuff, like when Lois Lane is falling out of things, it mm-hmm. looks bad. Yeah, it looks really bad. Uh, I actually retract my previous statement. The flying scene is the best scene in the movie. That is the one scene in the movie where I'm like, oh, this is super bad. Mm. Um. Everything else just kind of... Uh, I guess we can get into, like, uh, more of the characters and everything. Should we, should we talk about the plot? I mean... I mean, it's it's the Superman plot. Krypton, Jor-El, the planet's about to blow up. Zod's like, dude, we can, we're not going to blow up the planet. And Jor-El's like, yeah, we're going to blow up the planet. Um, he, sends his, he sends his newborn child out into the, in, onto yeah, Earth. Yeah, he goes to Earth uh, to be a Jesus metaphor. Yep. And uh, he grows he, up. He gets found by Ma and Pa Kent, grows up, becomes Superman. You know how it happens. General Zod comes down. They General fight. Zod comes back. They fight. They punch around for a bit. It's just, it. Uh, I don't know how they can make such a simple concept so, like, overwrought and dull. Here's what I will say. Here's the biggest flaw with the film for me. Okay. The nonlinear structure Doesn't kills work. the pace. It really does. Because I'm looking at the first hour, and I realized how little happened in the first hour, because... The way they're inserting flashbacks in, you're not getting enough development of the stuff in the flashbacks, and you're not getting enough development of the present day stuff because it yeah. keeps flipping between. Everything them. kind of only gets half baked. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you get one scene with Pa Kent before he gets killed in a tornado. Pa Kent's death is so fucking dumb. It's like, dumb. I think that whole scene. I think, uh, not not to you know compare it, but I think his death is handled a lot better in. Superman 78, yep. where he dies of a heart attack because that illustrates a whole thing like you there are some death. people you can't save. Like there, yeah. There's just some stuff you can't stop. He absolutely could have zipped in and grabbed Pockhead before anyone saw him. Yeah. Because this, this, this particular version of Superman is fast as fuck. I mean, any version of Superman is fast as fuck. But this one in particular. I will say some of the flashbacks worked for me. 
Yeah. I, I really like the one where he's a child and his senses go into overload mm-hmm. and his mom has to talk him out of the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it worked. And what I will say about Zack Snyder, while he fails at times to tell coherent stories, yes. I do think he can conjure up a pretty visual, a cool image. Yeah, for sure. He, he really... Some of it looks striking. He does really good, like, still images. There are fr- sure. There are frames in that movie that I would buy as posters. It's just... The problem is when you you can't string still images into a narrative yeah. and you know expect that to work. Yeah, I guess that is what movies are at the end of the day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what I would say is a lot of this movie is very pretty. Uh, well, in terms of the cinematography, when it's not a big CG or there's not mess. like thirty lens flares. Oh boy, all over the place. The characters, they're not developed well. Lois Lane dresses like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> she's also not a good character she's so bad and I just I, I feel so bad for Amy Adams who I think is the best actor in this like like she, she's probably the best actor in this mm-hmm. pool of people and she is just given nothing to do no like yeah, they don't just give, they, yeah I, I think this brings me back to I don't know Diane Lane's good in it yeah Diane Lane is good um Kevin Costner is I think it's just that Paul Kent is written so badly. Yeah. Like, he is such a bad father. Yeah. That fucking scene that always pisses me off is the one after he saves the kids on the bus and Paul Kent is like, maybe you should have left the, let them die. And it's like, what the hell? Like, you were... Y- yeah. You're gonna tell your son that? Like, it's right. just... Ugh. I think my biggest problem with this movie at the end of the day is that it's just trying too hard to be the Dark Knight, mm. but for Superman... Like it's it it feels its edginess feels very like manufactured yeah and very like I don't it's 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 the Metallica of superhero movies like it it tries to come across as like hey kids we're we're cool and you know we're we're going against the system this is the thinking man superhero movie but then ultimately it just kind of falls flat into being a you know an overlong. Fucking, it's 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 a it's a drought of intellectualism. It's fucking, it's just there's nothing. At the at, by the end of the movie, by the time super, so there's this movie has two climaxes. He fucking he fucking destroys the the world ender. See, I think a much more interesting ending for this movie had been if he destroyed the world ender at, or uh, not the world ender. What's it? What's it fucking called? The world engine. That's yeah, a, yeah. Um, and then Zod is like escapes. And he's like, oh shit, like, we'll meet again, or like, whatever the fuck. And then he gets the fuck out of there. But instead, we get a whole nother fucking 20 minutes of them fighting and throwing it. By the time they're tossing each other around the city and, like, leveling the entire place, I just, I mentally checked out. I was like, okay, the, this is, the, it's too loud. An hour and 15 minutes in, they just decide, alright, we're done with the story. Basically. 50 minutes of action. Basically, yes. And the, it's numbing. It is... This is like uh, this is literally if Michael Bay d- directed a, a Superman movie. It is just destruction. Ton of product placement. Too. Yeah, tons of product placement, and it, it it's not even that the destruction is bad. I don't mind destruction. It's just that it's done in such a cartoonishly over the top way yeah. that it's like there's no way. It, nothing in this movie feels real. No, it's it just two rubber people throwing each other around, leveling a CGI city. There's nothing is grounded. Nothing yeah. nothing is done to make it feel like it actually has any weight. Yeah, a lot of the action just turns into noise, mm-hmm. visual noise. It's um I, I one part of it that worked for me in terms of action is while I do not care 
for General Zod or Michael Shannon in this film. See, I think he's the best part of it. That's That might be where we disagree, but I think he's... I think he's fucking goofy. I think he's the only one having fun. Yeah, but isn't he, he's in a different he movie. Thinks he, I was like, he thinks he's in an actual Superman movie. Yeah. Um, and he's doing... Maybe it'll like, work in a different movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think if, if, it were, if it were a better Superman movie, he probably would have been... While I don't like him, though, I, I do find his, uh, his second-hand woman... Pretty intimidating. Oh, well, I don't. I don't know her name. I almost said Uhura. Her name's a uh, Feora. Feora. The scene where she just goes turbo mode and just starts taking yeah. out guys is pretty cool. Starts taking down IHOPs in a <laughs> in a small town. <laughs> but, I, but I like the like the movement they do. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, super fast. There's uh, there's interesting concepts for sure. Like I think all of the the imagery with like them flying when he like breaks the sound barrier and everything. I think that's like that's cool. Like visually, it's just. Visual tricks don't make up for for a bad movie. And I actually think the visuals are better in, in BVS, but we'll get to that. Honestly, I'm kind of inclined to agree, but I think that's pretty much all I have to say about Man of Steel. Uh, I never want to watch this movie yeah. again. I yeah. One last thing I'll say is a good idea executed poorly is the scene where he has to kill Zod. I, yeah. I, I like that scene conceptually. I, the, uh, if they the, had I, made the situation a little more dire, like a yeah. li- like because there's so much uh, he could have covered his eyes. He could have fl- flown Zod out of there. He could have. Also, I noticed he snapped his he snapped his neck in the direction of the family. Yeah. So he totally could have lasered them in half. I think that also comes back to the fact that this version of Superman is a dead eyed psychopath who doesn't care about people. But we'll get into that more. I don't think it's Henry Cavill's fault. No, 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 no. I, you know what? I will preface this all by saying I like Henry Cavill. I yeah. think he's a very charming actor. Yeah. He is so bad in these movies because Superman is written so terribly. Mm-hmm. He's not great. And I think that comes down to what I was talking about with Zack Snyder's ethos behind this entire franchise. I don't think he likes Superman as a character. Either that, or he doesn't get Superman. Yeah. I don't know which one is more egregious. Yeah. Because uh, this whole movie reads to me as someone going into it with the mindset, I can fix Superman. Mm. But the problem is Superman didn't need to be, uh, isn't broken. He didn't need to be fixed. Like it's, it, you're trying to change, you're trying to change it into something it's not. And it just kind of ends up becoming this, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it, it just, it's dull. It's so dull. I don't know if I'd say he, he dislikes the character of Superman. I really think he just saw Dark Knight and said, I can do that with Superman. <sighs> But that it's, a, it's such a misguided way to go about this, I think, for real. Yeah. And then, like, that vision kind of carries into everything else and just... We'll speaking of the Dark Knight, should we uh, should we move on to our to our next film? You want to score Man of Steel? Oh, yeah, fuck. Um, like a 4 out of 10, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, a, maybe a 3.5, honestly. I, um... I've seen it three times. It gets worse every time I yeah, watch it. Exactly. The, the first time, I don't know what I... I would have given it like a seven or an eight. Exactly. I, Second yeah. time, I gave it a five and a half. This time, like a low five. Yeah, I'm just... Borderline I, four and a half. It's, it, it gets worse every time. Yeah. Uh, but for a movie... A much more entertaining movie, I will say. I yeah. will give it credit there. Yes. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. We both watched the... Uh, Ultimate Edition. Ultimate Edition. Which, which I had never seen before, actually. I had seen, about... it, I had seen it once before. Yeah, I had seen it... I think I saw it twice in theaters. Mm. And then I hadn't seen it since. Okay. Um, we saw it in theaters together. We did actually see it in theaters together. I totally forgot about that. I think after I saw it with you, I saw it with Alec. Because I had to show him how bad it was. The, unlike Man of Steel, this was a movie I've hated I, since, like, the get-go. I've honestly probably softened on this movie a little bit. Do you want to... Do you just want to tell them? 
When I saw it with you in theaters, I did not like it. Yeah. Not at all. I saw the ultimate cut. I liked it a bit better uh, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I'm coming around on this movie. I kind of like it. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. I think it's decent. Do you want to? Do you want to make your case for this movie real quick? I I guess my thoughts are as messy as the movie. Oh fuck. Um, I think that similar to Cherry, it throws absolutely fucking everything at the wall. Okay. And sees what sticks. And honestly, I found the tone to be pretty compelling in terms of being a very unique film that doesn't feel like any other superhero movie. Yeah, for sure. He... I mean, Catwoman doesn't feel like any other superhero movie, but... Okay, well, (laughs) his attempt to drum up actual stakes in terms of political and... I I do I do agree. This movie is much more compelling and investing than Man of Steel. Like I'm actually it's interested. not a boring movie. No 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 no. I, I would never say this movie is boring. This this is for me. This movie is bad in like the complete opposite way that Man of Steel is bad. I think that there are definitely bad aspects of this movie. I would not say this is a great movie, a perfect movie. There are parts that we'll get to that are not good. Mm-hmm. But there are just as many parts that I felt were really good. See, I don't know if it evens out like that for me. I I think it definitely has its moments. Like, for sure, there are good aspects, but I think most of it is just... Oh, it's just shit. (laughs) There are some scenes in this movie that are hard to sit through. Most of them include uh, Jesse Eisenberg, but... I kind of like him. Yeah, I know you do. I don't get that at all. I... He's he's so so misca. I mean, honestly, just we'd give a rundown of the plot for people who haven't seen this real quick. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so Batman vs Superman sequel to Man of Steel. Uh, the movie opens. You see the opening. You see the end to Man of Steel from Bruce Wayne's perspective when he was in Metropolis. Best scene in the movie, I think, is this opening. Um, really? Oh, it's so good. This is like, well, it's the one moment in the movie where Batman does anything heroic. Like, where he's, like, running into the rubble, and, like, he he helps that little girl. Although, I love that meme when he when he helps that little girl, and it's like, you're gonna be my new Robin. <laughs> I just think that's funny. But that's the only time Batman is a genuine hero throughout the entire movie. Maybe I'm just thrown off by that scene because there's something so fucking stupid in it, which is... Is it the car? No, oh. it's... It's... He calls... His like company building or like the boss, yeah. and they're still in there. Like they were waiting for Bruce Wayne. Like why were you... He's like, all right, the boss wants us out. Let's make it happen. Why were you why in you the wait? building? <laughs> Do you really need Bruce Wayne's permission? So maybe that's what throws me off. The rest of it, like him running through, yeah, and you like... see them in the distance destroying shit. And is I, great. and you know what? It establishes Batman's motivations really well. That scene where he's like standing in the rubble and he's looking up at Superman and he's like, yeah. I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. I buy that. The I'm score like, during that part. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's something I forgot to mention of Man of Steel. I actually really like the score. In the Man score is better than Man of Steel than it is in BBS, I think. I love the score in Batman versus Superman. It's just, it's loud. No, no. It's loud. I think, I think it... It takes on different tones based on which character. What I really appreciated about this, unlike... A movie, I also hate the Wonder Woman theme. Yeah, it's the worst piece in the movie. Yeah. I could go either way on it. It doesn't fit with the rest of it. I will give it credit over Justice League. At least it's just not like greatest oh, we'll hits. So, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But. but but what I liked about it, compared to something I wish it would do in the, in the MCU more, is it actually gives the characters themes... That are recognizable. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, that's the Superman theme. That's the Batman theme. That's the Lex Luthor theme. I like that. It's just the... Pro- I think it just turn it down. 
a couple notches because it's just it's very like it's almost numbing. Like it's like, I I think that's more Junkie XL than Hans Zimmer though. I love Junkie XL. Um yeah. Do you like the Amazing Spider-Man two score? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. He didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. It's the same exact. No, duo. it's Hans Zimmer and Pharrell Williams. No, it's not. Fact check this right now. All right, hang on. Pharrell Williams. Pharrell did not do the fucking... Pharrell did the Amazing Spider-Man 2. You fucking look at it right now. I'm doing it right now. It's... it's the, Who is the Magnificent Six? Yeah, it is Junkie XL. But it's also Pharrell Williams. We were both right? <laughs> Everyone was involved in we this horrible right. score. Sorry to get on a superhero movie. Okay, we there's were, a lot of people yeah. to blame for that fucking score. Um, I, was more think, I was more thinking Mad Max Fury Road. That's with, a good score, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm... Yeah. Okay. But I actually I what I really like Lex Luthor's piece of music. It's like it's like a twisted I, classical piece. Yeah, I just wish it I was like used it. for a better character. Go into go into that. We didn't even, you didn't even explain the plot. Oh yeah, okay, I, didn't, I didn't even finish getting done. Okay, so fucking All right, so then there's like a little bit of a time jump. Um Yeah. Batman's like branding people and getting them shanked in prison. He's he's doing his thing. Uh Fucking okay, so Lois and Jimmy Olsen, who's in the movie for like five minutes. I think that's so dumb. The fact that Jimmy Olsen is executed by terrorists. They only named him that as a name drop for but, comic fans. But I think that also comes back to like Zack Snyder being like, "This isn't your grandpa's Superman film." That was the one moment I definitely agree with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that bothered me. Um, and then Superman murders an African man. Uh, by pu punching him through a couple walls. But before that, KG Beast and, like, these other guys, like, uh, kill these uh, kill these people and, and burn their bodies and everything. Um, and I guess this is in an effort to frame Superman for some reason. Can we, okay, actually, you know what? I'm actually going to get into Lex Luthor's plan here. Let's, can we, can we talk a minute about his evil mastermind scheme? Yeah, So he it. wants to frame Superman... To turn the public opinion on him, I guess in an effort to get Batman to kill him. Two things are wrong with that, though. Yeah. Batman already wants to kill him, so it's probably going to happen anyway. Yeah. And two, you can't frame Superman for being a psychotic murderer when he's already a psychotic murderer. Like, he's this, this version of Superman is a bad person. Yeah. Like, a lot of this movie hinges on the idea that he is, like mostly beloved by the public and there's like a few dissenters like against him mm -hmm. but everything i have been shown all the evidence i've been given in this movie leads me to believe that everyone on earth should hate this fucking dude mm. like he, i think that's fair he is just a, a dead-eyed plank of wood that d destroys indiscriminately he's like a fucking bull in a china shop and he just mm. doesn't care like he literally says that in the movie he says he yeah. doesn't care yeah, it's true. And then so fucking... And then when that doesn't work, he turns General Zod into one of the cave trolls from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Why didn't you just open with that? Yeah. It worked! <laughs> like... Yeah. I just... Oh, his plan makes no sense. And just... Listen, Jesse Eisenberg is doing a fantastic Riddler in this movie it's just not Lex Luthor and I think that's my biggest problem with it it's not that it's it's not that it's a bad performance in concept it is just not the character like it, and it just, it, it's it, it, I don't know it just fucking I, yeah. I, I, rubs I, me the wrong way I see where you're going with it I just separate it from the comics but every character is also an idiot in this movie mm -hmm. so I, I can't even 
Uh, I, I look at Jesse Eisenberg and his performance the same way I look at Topher Grace as Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3. They're fun. They're having a good time. They're just not the character. I will be... I, you know what? I will give Spider-Man 3 a little more credit. There's a lot less Topher Grace in that movie than there is of Jesse Eisenberg in this movie. Spider-Man 3 is also decent. Spider-Man 3 is a good movie. I'll stand by that. Anyway... <laughs> We, we keep going off on these little tangents. That's the that's the second time that we've we uh, got off topic to talk about Spider Man. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I'm the, I, I, no one is no one is denying that the plot of this is a it is mess, borderline incomprehensible. I guess I should finish. So uh, that doesn't work. Uh, Superman doesn't get framed. Him and Batman punch for a bit. The fight's real lame, and then their friends suddenly. We'll talk about how that happens, I'm sure. Uh, then Doomsday shows up. Wonder Woman's there, I guess. Uh, they fight, and then, spoilers, Doomsday kills Superman. And everyone's sad about it for some reason. Here's the thing. After after I watched this movie, I actually looked up the differences between the ultimate cut and this. I, I can't believe how incomprehensible the theatrical cut of this film was. Right? I didn't realize because I didn't remember the movie. I, they cut. They didn't show the bodies being flamethrowered at the beginning. Exactly. How the fuck were you supposed to know their plan? That doesn't make exactly. So like I, I will at least give that credit. The ultimate edition does help like clear some things up. And it kind of and it kind of makes the investigation that a bunch of people are doing a little more in depth, a little more. It um, gives. Uh, it, you know what? I will say there are a few scenes I like where Clark is doing like actual like yes. investigative journalism and I'm like okay this is cool like in concept and they tried we'll get to the Martha scene they tried their very best to give extra context to the Martha scene yes they they tried so hard they, to make they it really work. did it just we'll get into it oh I have a note here that just says take your fucking clothes off dumbass for when he's getting into the in, bath with Lois uh Bruce Wayne attends rich people uh, fight clubs that is true my, I think my roommate pointed out, like, like why wouldn't anyone recognize him? He's Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, dude, these are, like, weird, like, rich people. Like, he's probably got dudes dressed up as horses here. He comes here often. Like, he's probably got, like, a premium membership card. What I will say real quick, you, you mentioned it. One of the most confusing things that they just don't explain, why the fuck are people with bat brands getting killed in prison? <laughs> <laughs> Do they work for Batman? Is that what's happening? Batman is... Okay. That was the most incomprehensible part of the film. You know what? We might as well get to... I, I, I One of my biggest issues with the film, and that is Batman. Just this interpretation of Batman. I like Batman. Sucks. I like Batman. Awful. Do you want to know why it's awful? Because he's an idiot. He's a fucking dumbass. This this Batman. What are you referring to? Okay, so, well, okay, so so I guess the specific instance in my mind is when it's when they're about to fight and Superman's trying to talk to him and he's like, "Hey, man, Lex Luthor is uh is like plotting against us," and Batman's just like, "No, fuck you!" Like, I don't know. I guess. I guess for me, it's hard to believe that Batman, one of the smartest people in the world, would, like, just, like, succumb to, like, blind rage and just, like, this is, like, Batman, this is, like, an eighth grader's idea of Batman. Like, he's just angry and, like, the Batmobile, like, he's blowing up cars and stuff and, like, he murders and, like, this is, this is, like, a Batman who mains his Reaper in Overwatch. Like, it's just, <laughs> it, I, again, like, I, I just don't think Zack Snyder gets the character. Like, Batman doesn't kill that's the whole point 
I think I am able to completely separate from the comics more so than you are. I just put... Well, if you're gonna make a Batman that kills, give me a reason. Like, I know they kind of hinted the Jason Todd thing and, like, yeah, that's great, but that's not enough. Like, like give me... Like, like, show me why he is he has been pushed this far over the edge. It's all just implied, and it's never... And it's not even, like, a tell-don't-show situation. They don't explain it. You're just, like, supposed to believe that, like, oh, yeah, Batman shoots people with guns, and it's, like... That's, that's like, so far removed from what the character is supposed to be, that, and they don't justify it at all, that I'm just, like... Ah, it's the same exact issue I have with Superman. Like, why is Superman just this lofty, like... Like, just doesn't get, like, ambivalent, just, like, force of destruction. Like, you know what? I think this version of, you could have kept Batman completely the same in this movie if Superman had been a little more like Superman. I agree. I was because, say that. because they're, the problem is they're both, like, dark, edgy psychopaths. So there's not really, like, a lot of conflict there. If Superman was a little more Superman, then there's, like, an interesting, like, contrast there. I agree. Um, I agree. But the, I, Zack Snyder doesn't think that far into his movies, so... The Batmobile does blow up a few, few vehicles, though. It looks good. Batman crushes that dude's skull with a wooden crate. <laughs> that fight is amazing. Yeah, that fight's good. I hate giving this movie credit, but that fight is good. I I like this movie. Not not a lot that you're saying is incorrect, but I, I, liked, I liked the feeling. I liked the tone. I like... Uh, Jeremy Irons is the best part of this he's movie. Great. Hands down. There's, every every like philosophical speech. He there's has is awesome. one moment that really sticks out to me. Kind of going back to the whole Batman thing, where Batman's like, "Oh, I'm gonna break in and I'm gonna steal the kryptonite," and Alfred's like, "Oh, okay, yeah," and then you're gonna destroy it, right? And then Bruce is like, "No, I'm gonna use it to kill Superman," and and uh, Alfred's like, "Bro, what the fuck? Like, you can't like." There's this moment where I'm kind of like, "Okay, I see what they're kind of doing," like. Like, Alfred still kind of believes in the mission and everything. Like, yeah. but but Bruce is, like, gone over the edge. And I'm like, if they actually explored that in a meaningful way, that would be really compelling and interesting. But they just don't. Like, it's just... every Everything in this movie is just briefly touched on and then never explained again. Jeremy Irons also has the best line in the Justice League trailer, the new one. He says something like, if you can't take down the charging bull, don't wave a red cape at it. I, I, yeah. just, I love that line. That's fair, honestly. Um, um, but, yeah, no, I agree. He's great. I like Ben Affleck. I like Batman in this movie. I like Ben Affleck in concept. Mm. I just... I, and I, I don't think his performance is bad. I hate the voice. The the voice yeah, modulator. Uh, it's weird. It, it's weird. It's like... It makes it all, like, garbled yeah. and, like... Again, I don't think a voice modulator is bad in... Co <laughs> I think that's what this comes down to. A lot of this movie is sound on paper. Mm. Like, like there, is a, there is a good movie here, I think. And I think that's why I prefer it to Man of Steel. Like, I think there's just... There's a, there is an interesting concept here. It is just bogged down by so much fat. And just, like... Like, so, like Zack Snyder is so fucking indulgent. Yeah, oh yeah. And sure. it is just, like... Like, can we just get to the fucking monkey? Like, can we cut to the goddamn chase here? The fight happens at two hours and three minutes into the Ultimate Edition. I counted. Two hours and three minutes, and it's like six minutes long. You counted? You mean you paused the film and checked what time? No. I counted. <laughs> Every single second. I actually thought Gal Gadot is better in this movie than Wonder Woman, and that's weird. Well, that's because she's in it for like 30 seconds. But her line delivery is better. Um, um, I think her performance has gotten worse over the years. 
Yeah, she's not great in no, she, uh, Wonder Woman 84. No, she's not. And, or Justice League. Um, but yeah, I guess we could talk about the actual like fight now. Um, I like it. I... Yeah, it's... I like it. It's good. I just think, again, like... I guess I would have rather... Than just two like hunks of meat punching each other, I would have rather Batman kind of like you kind of get glimmers of this, but I I wish he had kind of used his his smarts to <laughs> defeat Superman a little more because that's just more Batman to me. But y- yeah, it is hardly the worst thing about this film. Uh, I just I, ha- I just have written down uh, there's no way he'll have two kryptonite grenades because he gets Superman with that shit twice. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess. What I'll say about the last act when it goes into full action territory, unlike Man of Steel, which is just straight punching, at least they they there's a variety of different actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a for fight, sure. and then there's a there's a the warehouse fight, and it's, ba- it's not just gray. A Batman and a Superman and a Wonder Woman fighting Doomsday is more interesting than just two Supermen fighting each other. I will give. And I cr- think the, the but the, again, it is a giant gray monster surrounded by smoke and lightning. For the most part, the CG actually holds up. I actually think it looks pretty good. The movie. I think the design is the problem. With, we're just talking about Doomsday specifically. I I think the design is. the problem. I was problem. talking about the visual effects oh, okay. in general. Uh, see, the, like the fight between them looks pretty good too. Yeah, 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 that. You know what? If that alone were like a short film, mm. I would watch the fuck out of that. Yeah. Like if it was just that fight, I just think I don't know. Just everything leading up to it is so convoluted, and, and they have to stretch so far to get these two people here to punch each other like again like 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 again like jesse eisenberg's whole i'm not even gonna call him lex Luthor. his whole fucking plan to get them to fight is just so like overcomplicated, and it's yeah, just it like is. there's 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 it makes sense there's though. a much more street well <laughs> barely <laughs> well he's a crazy person I, I guess, but like I don't know. I feel like that's kind of lazy writing yeah, just to like I mean, just yeah. to like write off like something yeah. that doesn't make sense as oh he's crazy um again he's doing a great riddler just not Lex Luthor, for me at least. Um, I, I actually like the Doomsday fight. I don't know why. It's... It's... No, it sucks. What am I talking about? It's awful. What? <laughs> I was about to defend it. No, it's just... It is it is better than the Superman Zod fight, but it is just... Yeah, it's, again, it's just... It's yeah. big, gray monsters, and it's just... Again, I think this is where it kind of teeters into Man of Steel a little bit, where nothing feels real. Mm-hmm. It's just all rubber people, like, jumping around, and, and just, like, it's it's all on a soundstage, and it's just... I, I, I know Zack Snyder tries to make his movies so, like, lofty and heavenly, mm-hmm. like, that he forgets yeah. to, like, tether them to reality, so we kind of... I think of, he does a better job in BVS than he does in Man of I Steel. Do, I, I do agree with that, but this is this is a problem with both movies, I think, is that uh, there's there's not a lot... For a movie that's... For movies that are trying so hard to be the Dark Knight, they are not very grounded, like, and it's just... Mm-hmm. You lose investment like i don't care about any of these characters like they're, they're all gonna be fine except for superman i guess who gets stabbed super hard which honestly i was like fuck yeah Lex Luthor was doing a public service by doing that <laughs> and then they just i just i do not buy that they built this dude a statue i just i i don't buy that people like this dude mm-hmm. and that he got like a full like 21 gun military funeral yeah like i just i uh, i this these movies expect you to buy a lot of stuff that they don't sell earned. to you. None of this movie feels earned. I think that's the problem. I think a lot of it does feel earned. A lot of it doesn't. 
I just uh, like like if we're talking about something that doesn't feel earned, the fucking uh, the Martha scene. All right, let's talk about it. Yeah, the, probably the most controversial scene from the movie. Here's what I gleaned on this watch. I appreciate the the Ultimate Edition's effort to to expand. They have Bruce's father's last word be Martha yeah. as he's dying. Mm-hmm. Explains a bit of why he pauses when he says Martha. Okay, but consider this, Kyle. Yeah. Their moms have the same name, so now they're friends. I will say, I'm less bothered by the actual moment of the Martha, and more by how fast Batman switches motivation. I was actually just about to say that. I don't think it's the Martha, the Martha scene itself. Mm-hmm. It's the the after, like the fact that Batman is just like, Bleh. I'm gonna save your mom. Um, he should have he should have panicked and left, or something. Yeah, just kind of like kind of kind of freaked out. I think. Well, you know what would have been more effective if Superman had said like my mom or something like that, and Batman's kind of like. Like what? You have a mom? Like, like that? I feel like th- that's kind of the idea they're going for. But who the hell calls their mom by their first name? Well, he's trying to. He doesn't. He doesn't know who Martha is. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Fuck. Yeah. I. Just, but like again, like the idea is sound on paper. It's just the execution is very dumb. Um. I don't. I also don't buy that this Superman didn't just laser Lex Luthor in half like the minute he saw him for the first time. Uh, I, I, cause I, I don't agree with that. I think, oh, I think he absolutely, this version of Superman absolutely would have seen Lex Luthor, seen him try to blackmail him, or not blackmail him, but like, see that he had his mom hostage, just would have melted this dude. Like, that's, that's absolutely in line with this version of Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> I have, after the Martha scene, I had a, I had a note that just says, oh, okay, they're friends now. Yeah, that's the worst part of the film. Um, and that kind of carries over a lot into into Justice League too. A lot of their interactions don't feel very earned. Oh, we'll get there. Um, I I I like. I don't know why I like this. But I just I I got on the wavelength of of what Zack Snyder was going for with these characters, specifically in the middle portion. I like the Lex Luthor stuff. Uh, the scene like where they meet for the first time, Superman and Batman yeah. at the party, is good. Yeah, I really like that exchange. But he has a great line. Uh, uh, Gotham has a bad history with freaks dressed as clowns. I was kind of yeah. like, ooh, shit. Like, yeah. like again, like His delivery is really good. I, I like these characters. Not, not these versions of these characters, but I like Batman and I like Superman. So I guess this movie doesn't like lose me entirely because there's uh, the the tiny eight year old in me is still always gonna love seeing those two punch the it's shit ambitious. out of each other. I would never knock at that. It is a big swing. But an even bigger miss for me personally. I, I think it. Take- I think it hits a single. <laughs> I just uh, no no it, it fucking <laughs> the, the, it swings and then the ball phases through the bat and hits and hits the swinger in the chest. Um, I I have two more notes here. First off, after they nuke Superman, I put down. It's not like Gotham's atmosphere could get any more radioactive. But and then <laughs> after that. I put, just give Wonder Woman the spear. Just give Wonder Woman the spear. Would have saved Superman not dying. Would have made the situation a lot. The kryptonite spear. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. Like, if they had just given the spear to Wonder Woman, it wouldn't have weakened her. And she probably would have been able to kill Doomsday with it. Yeah, probably. And it prob- and it wouldn't have. Like, I, like, again, it was like a last minute thing. It's the exact same thing with Man of Steel. The problem is they don't write the sacrifice in a way that makes it necessary. 
it's kind of it's kind of an issue I have with Endgame a little bit. Yeah. Tony Stark's sacrifice is not necessary. Like let 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 fucking Captain Marvel use the glove or fucking yeah. or the Hulk like fucking someone else. Like again, like that movie does it a lot better, obviously, because but you know, different different movie for a different episode. But um, that sacrifice just does not feel earned at all because it's just again Superman's a bad dude. I want to see him die and two. It's just like it, there's so many other things you could have you could have done to solve this problem. I like I like that. I, think, I like the sacrifice, but I agree with you. I, I think a big issue with Zack Snyder as a director is he doesn't expect people to think about his movies. Mm. I think he kind of yeah. I think he kind of relies on like the initial like emotional like draw and everything. Like he's like, oh no, people are going to be so invested in this like in this story that like they aren't going to think about it too hard. But the problem is he forgets that he's. I, I think he kind of bit off more than he can chew, and then he forgot that he was making movies for fucking nerds, people who are going to like overanalyze the shit out of these movies. And I think that just does it does it does a disservice to these movies that are are kind of going for more of like uh, more of an emotional. Reaction and emotional pull. I, you mentioned the nuke scene. I think that scene's great. Or yeah, no, when, when they went no, no, that, into space. That is a good scene. I just, uh, I just thought that was funny. That joke. Yeah, um, yeah. Why doesn't he just throw Doomsday into the sun? Um, because he gets nuked. I don't know. It, yeah, it happens fast. Just go. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I am willing to buy that Superman is faster than a nuke. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's, that, I, that, that there's a suspension of disbelief with any superhero. No, I know, but though. the the problem is that other that better superhero movies are written more tightly to where like what is happening is what has to happen. Any movie should be written that way to where what is happening is what has to happen. The problem is is that these movies they 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 take big leaps and big stretches narratively that just don't really add up I agree. logically. I agree. Um yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I, think... I like Helen Hunt actually in it. Oh yeah, yeah. she's uh, Granny's Peach Tea. Granny's Peach. That's that's a fun scene. I think that scene is good up until Superman just dips. Like I'm like I'm like where the fuck are you going? Help people! He's like conflicted. He's a conflicted character. What? Well, he thinks he missed the bomb. Like he just well didn't he did. See it. Well, he couldn't see it. Yeah. But he thinks that he just but, missed it. But that means that he should just leave. He's Superman. <laughs> well, it's, it's clearly not the comic Superman. But it's also like, but it also doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if you're trying to get, like, if you're trying to like change your public opinion, why would you? Also, I don't know why people didn't just immediately think that was him that did that because that's exactly the same trick they tried to do last time when they burned the bodies. Yeah, that's true. It's it's the bodies with bullets. It's, in it, them. Yeah, the the bodies with bullet holes. It's just, it's little stuff like that that gets me where I'm like, you could have just tweaked that a little bit and it would have worked a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I, I like the scene at the end with Batman visiting Jesse Eisenberg in prison. It's a, yeah, it's, that's it's good. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a creepy scene. It's a... Uh, there's a moment I really liked when Lex Luthor goes into LexCorp and everything's like broken and like there's bullets yeah. everywhere and guys then he looks in the fucking safe and the batarangs there i was like okay all right that was that was cool this movie has its moments i would not knock it that and it, you were right it is definitely very ambitious it just does so much wrong for me that i i just i i can't justify it looking, being looking at public perception it's a film that you either are on the wavelength or you're not yeah. in terms of what Zack snyder's trying to do that's fair uh, i i respect it more than i like it yeah um, honestly, if we're, if we're going for scores... Yeah. Score this puppy. 
You know what? I'd give it like a, a 4.5. Maybe like a 5 on a good day. Really? Kind of thinking about it. Yeah, well, because it is better than Man of Steel. I do, I do like you it. Flip your letterbox. Right yeah, I do. I, I just well, with the stars and stuff. I don't because it's like it is. I just. It, well, you gave it a three out of ten. It has a lot dumber moments than yeah. Man of Steel, but like the bet Man of Man of Steel is more consistently meh. Uh, Batman versus Superman's lows are lower, but its highs are higher. For me. I think the lows in Man of Steel are still lower. Well, I, I just... Kyle, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, fuck it. I'm going to give it a four. Whatever. Numbers don't mean anything. Just listen to what we said. That's what I think about the movie. Uh, six and a half? Oh, <laughs> fucking that. That literally pulled up a physical reaction from me. I, uh, I can't believe you like that movie. It's you know what? Fuck it. I'm giving it a three. <laughs> <laughs> just because I gave it a three. Fuck it. It doesn't... Numbers, scores, scores, don't, scores don't mean shit. Every time I watch a movie, I like get in my head and I'm like, do I want this or Exa- this? Or I'm the exact same way. But it doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Um, you know what else doesn't matter anymore? The Joss Whedon Justice League. Yeah, we we called it. We said that it was Zack Snyder's. I forgot. I actually forgot he was uh, credited. Zack Snyder was. He's fully credited. Which is I, weird. I forgot that Zack Snyder. Uh, or we 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 mentioned this. As a Zack Snyder film uh, contribution, it's not. It's not not entirely. Um, Because should we kind of explain the Justice League situation for those who who don't know? So essentially, they were in post production Mm -hmm. on on Justice League. It was originally Justice League Part One. There was going to be a Part Two. Yep. And Zack Snyder's daughter tragically died, Mm -hmm. so he he left to. I am of the mind that Warner Brothers used that as, like, an excuse to be like, hey, you should take some time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, go be with your family. Like, they really, like, feigned, like, this, like, Probably. Su- support for him. Yeah. And then quietly shuffled Joss Whedon in. And they brought in Joss Whedon to oversee post-production. But in all his wisdom, he decided, I'm actually gonna uh, schedule some reshoots. And then he reshot most of the film. Um, I, I, I've heard conflicting reports, but most say about 25% of the release product is Snyder's footage and the other 75% is reshot Joss Whedon footage. See, that reads to me like Warner Brothers brought Joss Whedon in thinking they could kind of push him around a little bit. Just be like, hey, finish this up, you know, just like make it. Mm -hmm. But then Joss Whedon kind of was the one that was like, no, I can do better. And and decided to kind of like take control of the whole thing. You've heard like the accusations against him about how like Ray Fisher, uh, who played Cyborg in the movie, has levied like a lot oh, of like man, abuse yeah. ac- a- a- accusations. And then a bunch of the Buffy him. actors too. Uh huh. Yeah, and Walter Hamada too. Uh, uh, Ray Fisher, the uh, said Walter Hamada, who is the CEO of uh, Warner Brothers, like enabled all of this and like knew sure. all about it and didn't do anything. So on that downer note. So uh, let's talk about this shit movie. So we get this Frankenstein product. So basically, the plot: Superman's dead. Yeah, Superman's super dead. Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne is worried because of the premonition he has about the the nightmare timeline. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, so let's talk about it. In, in Batman versus Superman, he has a glimpse of the future shown to him by the Flash. Sort of. It's never really. It's never really explained. But, it, but it's but it's it's the nightmare timeline where basically these um what are they called the parademons are and it's like a Mad Max wasteland and then we see the Flash and he's like 
he is he says Lois is the key. I think that sequence should have been the only time we see Batman using guns in the movie because that would have made it more effective that you really like realize like oh the world has gone to shit. I actually Batman... like that scene. No, yeah, that scene is really good individually. I, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like I think if that had been the only time we saw Batman kill people in the movie, mm-hmm. then it kind of would have driven home the point like oh the world's really gone to shit, huh? Yeah. But anyway, that's we're done talking about that movie. Yeah, um, we are. Fucking Justice League. Yeah, so he gets uh, so Bruce Wayne starts having prophetic dreams for some reason, and then uh, he feels. I'm sorry, you were explaining the plot. It's I don't okay. know how to cut you and, off. And so he he's afraid that these these premonitions are going to come true, which they so, do, I guess. Yeah. So he's so he brings together a team uh, consisting of the Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman, and Wonder Wonder Woman, Woman and they have to stop a. And I guess a, spoilers eventually, Superman. Yes. And they have to they have to stop a a character called Steppenwolf from collecting these three mother boxes mm-hmm. that is going MacGuffins. to that's going to terraform the planet into his the same uh, thing that happened is that in what Man his plan is I believe so I completely missed that I think he wants to terraform I, <laughs> I think every time I've watched this movie I still don't know what Steppenwolf wants to do with the mother boxes Oh no I think he's using them to. Uh... I'm pretty sure he wants to bring Darkseid. Yeah, like, and that's how he, the planet. I, 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 I thought... I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. It's not clear. Terraform the planet. I think he just wants to blow it up. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, again, it's, it's, not it's, it's not me. Yeah. Um, um, this movie fucking sucks. It's not great. This movie sucks. This is my least favorite of the three. Just, I'm just gonna come out and say that. I agree. Um, my, um, my first note here is, ugh, his fucking face. I assume we could probably talk about the, everyone uh, knows they digitally the CGI mustache. Yeah, they when they were doing reshoots, Henry Cavill was off shooting a much better film, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yep. They did they would they did not want him to shave his mustache, so they had to CG out his fucking mustache. It looks horrifying. Honestly, a mustache worth ruining Justice League for. It yeah, is a, it is a pretty good mustache. It's a great movie. Yeah, fuck. But. It looks so awkward. It looks his weird. Upper lip it looks move, so weird. So the teeth look. It weird. looks even weirder now than it did back then. Like it, it, lo- it looks on the 4K TV. Yeah, I bet that looked atrocious. Oh man, um, not great. Um, it feels like a Frankenstein movie. You can tell what scenes are Snyder's and what scenes are Whedon's. You really can. And Whedon's vision is clearly not compatible. Uh, it, it's. I don't know why he's the guy. Well, I mean, I know why they wanted the course correct after people were like, these movies are too dark. They wanted to turn it into more of like the MCU, which I think is the the wrong thing to do. Like there's, you can make a movie more fun and lighthearted without just making it an MC, a bad MCU movie. Like it's, it's fine. There's a way to do that. I think the, the again the biggest mistake they did was bringing in Joss Whedon. Like if they had brought in anyone else, yeah, it probably would have would have turned out okay. Like what was James Wan doing? Like he he was slated for Aquaman. Maybe you could have had him come in and do some stuff. I I was reading an article of the differences between the Snyder cut and like what was cut out of the film. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Joss Whedon was doing because yeah. he cut he cut all the backst or all the development for Cyborg. Yeah, Cyborg's a really interesting character, and, he and gets, they shot all of he it. He gets like nothing to do in this movie. They cut, they cut the Flash learning to time travel. They, they I, I think they cut. I think they Aquaman. Just, they cut so much development for these characters mm-hmm. that like 
by the time they team up and everything, it, it doesn't feel again like I think it just comes back to nothing in these they movies also feeling cut earned. Side. <laughs> yeah, what the fu- well, I mean, I, I kind of get that if he's gonna be the villain of the next movie, like I get him I not being in, in this one. Um, Steppenwolf is such a lame choice for a villain. Oh, he looks bad. Too. That's not even like it, it's not even like oh, he's cool in the comics and like like Steppenwolf is a lame character in the comics and he's a lame character in the movie. Like at least the Snyder cut has a better design for Steppenwolf. I will agree with that. The, he the, looks he looks bad in this. Yeah, in this, uh, the design is definitely yeah. It's just it's weird. He looks like a weird Play-Doh person. Uh, like, like I feel like he, like, I don't know, something about, like, he's so textureless mm-hmm. that I feel like if I just walked up to him and poked him, like, my finger would just, like, right into him. Like, he looks like he's made of clay. Like, it just, it looks so weird and rubbery. In fact, it came out a year before Infinity War did Thanos. Oh, yeah, which is, like, the complete opposite. So, Thanos still holds up to this day. Yeah, Like, he great. still looks incredible. The... Um, a poor, a poor Syrian Hines, too, who I think is a really good actor. He's just, he's... Doing his best, I guess, with Steppenwolf. It's, the character just isn't... Re- well, that's another thing that was cut, was Steppenwolf's relationship with Darkseid was going to be kind of explained, where he's kind of like... Darkseid kind of sees him as a joke and stuff like that, and so he's trying to kind of like prove himself. Mm. And I think like, oh, okay, that's at least like a motivation. That's at least something. But that's just not present in the theatrical cut, like at all. I can get some positives out of the way. I have a couple. Okay. Um, I think that... There's there's a few scenes of banter that I think work. I think I think the first scene with Flash and Batman. That scene is okay. The I scene where they okay. meet is is all right. I actually don't mind uh, Aquaman and Batman's interactions. I I I really like Jason Momoa in this he part. He has nothing to do in this movie. No, but but, but, he, but when he does, I think I mean he does ride a parademon his, down and do it. His presence in this movie is a lot more welcome on this watch than it was initially. I was like, I'm like, okay, he's the only one having fun here. A couple of the team stuff, uh, Cyborg catching Aquaman going right in over you, <laughs> my man. That's good. That's that. There's okay. I, do I what like I like um I like sorry. I, <laughs> I like when uh, Aquaman's just spewing a bunch of truth, and you find out that the. the but how did the she get lasso the lasso around? <laughs> that's a good question. I had the same. I, I same how did thought. she do that? Um, but what no, that that is. Want to get into? Um, I just wanted to say I, I've talked about how a lot of moments in this these movies feel unearned. The most unearned moment in these entire movies is that booyah at the end. Yeah. It is so lifeless. It, it is the flaccid penis of booyahs. It just it like I literally went. Oh, like as I watched that, I was like, no, like that, that, that should be, that should be the moment. Cause that's like, that's the, I'm, I've been watching, uh, Teen Titans a lot yeah. too, which is, has a much better version of Cyborg yeah. in it too. And I'm just like, oh, like when I, when I see what that could be, I'm just like, I know that's such like a little nitpicky thing, but I'm like, I'm no, like, that's not, that, I'm like, that's the line. Yeah. That's the line that ties it all together. And it's just, <laughs> like, I can, I can definitely tell what, what scenes are Snyder's because Cyborg looks better. Yeah. Um, I think I think at the beginning, the beginning moments when you see Cyborg and it's just him in a hoodie and you see yeah. him, it looks good. Have you watched any of Doom Patrol? No. Cyborg is also on that. That's great. And his design is a lot better in that show, which yeah. is funny because that's like a low budget show and this is a multi million dollar movie. His suit and that is practical, mm. and it's just the torso and the forearms. Yeah. So like his his like steps and stuff are like, like and and so I'm like okay that's. The problem with Cyborg in this movie is that he's not a cyborg. 
he's a robot with a man face. Mm. He, there's not enough human mm-hmm. to him, I think. And he yeah. looks like Megatron. Yeah. Which I noticed there's just too much going on. And, like, that design he gets at the end, like, the redesign where it gets a little more chromed over and everything. I'm like, why is that not just the design you just gave us in the beginning? Yeah. Like, I get, like, it's an evolution or whatever, but... And they and they cut all his scenes. Again. Yeah. They like, cut all, uh, and they also cut all the stuff with his father. Which yeah. there's more that we've seen. We see snippets of it in the Snyder Cut trailer, mm-hmm. him experimenting with a Pandora's box, and he like evaporates. Yeah. Uh, the mother box. Sorry. Yeah. Pandora's um. box. <laughs> um, but it just feels like a Frankenstein movie. Some of it looks so bad. There are parts where Cyborg looks superimposed in. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. There's uh, the green screen is so egregious. There's bits. Uh, there's the- Aquaman when uh, he's about to dive into the water after talking to <sighs> Bruce Wayne for the moment. There's like, <sighs> there's a shot there, and there's a shot with Aquaman again before before Superman attacks them on the steps. Yeah. Behind him, I'm like, oh, oh uh, the cornfield at the end where uh, when Superman oh, gets. Yeah. Oh, uh, do, are we in spoilers? We, uh, spoilers we, we, for all these we, we movies. Been, we've been in spoilers. Uh, fucking uh, after they resurrect Superman, which they have to do because uh, they're all weak sauce and can't beat fucking Steppenwolf. Yeah. Uh, the, he goes back to like his farm and he's on the cornfield and everything, and it just looks so Great, artificial bad. and just uh, like like it was made on a computer. Um, J.K. Simmons was in this movie for exposition for like scene. a second. Yeah. Um, good choice. He's never gonna come back. No. He, is he in... Yeah, he's probably in the Snyder Cut, right? He must be. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Every every actor ever is in the Snyder Cut. Fucking Amber Heard. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... Um... <laughs> there's a point where they're... Fi- when they fight Steppenwolf for the first time in that, like, tunnel or whatever, and Steppenwolf, like, catches a missile, and he goes, Primitive beings. And I was like, dude, you're using an axe. <laughs> Fucking, like, what are you talking about? And then instead of throwing it at them, he throws it at the wall. I was like, you could have just thrown it back at him. It probably wasn't going to hurt him, but... Um, well, yeah, but then the water had to come in so they could introduce Aquaman. Oh, yeah, right. Um, um, my... The bat suit at the end of this movie is my favorite on-screen bat suit of all time. Really? I think it looks incredible. The Besides the goggles. The goggles are dumb. Before that, the color correction makes his suit look like shit. Yeah. There's a part... His suit isn't supposed to be in that color. Mm-mm. And they color-corrected Zack Snyder's dark footage lighter. Mm-hmm. So there's a part where he gets thrown by Superman, and he's, like, struggling to get up, and he looks like a gummy bear. He's <laughs> fucking... It looks it looks terrible. Well, I think all a lot of that suit is... I mean, I don't... I don't listen, I don't want to get into Ben Affleck's personal life or anything. I don't want to yeah. say anything about the guy. I think a lot of that suit is, like, padded. Yeah. So it just looks very, like, artificial, muscly, and, like, you know, I mean, and stuff like that. I, less so in this less movie. So in this in, uh, no, he's yoked in Batman versus Superman, yoked. but he was also uh, uh, pre-post divorce around there, around this. Yeah. I think so. You can tell, like, like especially with like the hair and everything, like more gray in the temples. Like, uh, his hair is artificially dyed. Yeah. I know that's like a nitpicky thing, but there are moments where I'm like, his hair is not that brown. <laughs> like, it looks like shoe polish. He. Uh, the Flash is obviously annoying. I don't, I obviously, I don't mean to talk shit on Ben Affleck, but like you know, this The Flash is annoying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if Ezra Miller was the right choice. He uh, he just breaks the tone a lot. Very. I I get that they're kind of going for like always like neurotic and like like kind of always like like thinking and talking. A lot of that stuff. was I think is Josh Whedon's fault. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg would have made a better Flash. 
Josh, Josh Whedon just uh, yeah, but I, writes it like Josh Whedon. I think that character is all Josh Whedon's doing. Oh, for sure. Um, I just I don't really know if I have that much. This I, is the one I have the least. To that's what I'm saying. Say I think about. I don't have as much to say about this one as the other ones. The like snippets it's just, of things I liked, I'm excited to see them expanded on in the Snyder Cut. For sure. The, I want to see the whole war scene flashback with all of them fighting. Oh yeah. Because. I don't know if you know, in the original, Steppenwolf isn't there. Yeah. They're fighting Darkseid. It's Darkseid, yeah. That's cool. That is cool as shit, yeah. A Green Lantern shows up for some reason. Oh, uh, the general from Man of Steel uh, is Martian Martian Manhunter, which was supposed to be revealed. That's going to be in the Snyder Cut. Which I am excited for. I think Green Lantern's probably going to show up in the Snyder Cut, too. There's a cameo from from, uh, the person who turns into Adam. Yeah. There's a bunch of weird shit. Good shit. Um, so at least that's going to be interesting in terms of noticing stuff. This is just bland. This is just bland. It's like this is this reads like a like I said earlier. This reads like a bad MCU film. Like it's just it's bland. It's generic. It's quippy. But like I, I think what makes the humor in this movie so much worse is that w- the other movies weren't really trying to be funny. And every time they had a joke, it was kind of like whatever. Oh, can we get? Uh, uh, Bruce Wayne is not the same character. It is night and day. He fucking he's, Josh he's Whedon. like cracking. Jo- Josh Whedon doesn't know how to write Batman. No, for as much even as worse. For, I was just about to say, for as much as Zack Snyder doesn't get Batman, Josh Whedon gets him way less. Like he, he does not crack jokes like, like that. Like that's and if he does, they're like it's like it's dry. Bruce it's Wayne. like sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like. He's everyone in this movie is way too quippy, and then, and and just then like, Superman suddenly light at the end. He's all happy. Oh and yeah, fun. I'm a big fan of justice. Like these are not the same characters that we do. We just saw these two men try to murder each other in like a dirty abandoned warehouse in the last movie. Yeah, like this is a completely and different for a movie, ship. And for a movie where the stakes are end of the world level, yeah. Man of Steel and BVS felt way more end of the world than. Yep, yeah, this than felt Justice like League. I was like, oh, okay, this just seems like an average. Uh, I know, I know for a fact that the Russian family was added in. That why was not the, the original. They, they don't, they don't need to be there. No, at all. No. Um, but the Flash could have saved that family without any of those extra scenes. Yep, absolutely, and it would have probably been just as effective. Yeah, ineffective, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. The this, Flash's lightning effects look good. I think this movie... You know what? As much as I don't like Man of Steel and BVS, mm-hmm. I would have definitely... I'm glad we are getting the Snyder Cut because I would have much rather seen that vision kind of play out rather than just this complete pivot. You know what this movie reminds me a lot of is The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Like, they had a vision. They were going along, but the fans didn't like it, so they the studio ha- tries to do like a hard pivot and do a course correction, and it just turns into a disaster. I've heard uh, I've heard rumors of what Snyder planned for Justice League Part Two. It's pretty cool. It was supposed. To, I think it was the nightmare sequence. Like that he, was supposed he, to be uh, Flash was, or not Flash. Uh, Aquaman was gonna die. Yeah. Wonder Woman was gonna die. My man. They were both gonna die, and all the Atlanteans and Amazonians were gonna die. Damn. And they were gonna go into the nightmare timeline, and I think it was gonna lead into maybe the Flashpoint. With, with Flash fixing it? That would make or, a lot of sense. Or, like, Flash time travels to fix the nightmare sequence, but that, like, breaks the timeline, so... Yeah. So, I don't know. Inter- more interesting... I was saying, more, more cool stuff that could have happened. Well, I mean, I guess it could happen now. I, I, I feel like if the Snyder Cut is at least better than this, everyone's just going to quietly agree that... It's going to be successful. No, I, well, I think everyone's just going to quietly agree that the original Justice League isn't canon. 
Patty Jenkins, I found a funny quote from her. They were like, yeah, all of us agree that the, the Whedon version is not canon. We've been saying that for... It's not. It, it, it might... I, I don't want to say that definitively yet, because there is always the slim chance that the Snyder Cut could be worse. I, I, I don't think it will be. No. But there's a chance. There's a very slim chance that it could be. Mm. Four hours. Fuck. But, um... Yeah, do we want to... That's pretty much all I have you to say about Justice League. Fucking, I guess like a two. Okay. I, I'm nicer. Yeah. I just, I'm nicer because I, I just couldn't care less. I was... Uh, the Neanderthal part of my brain was like, uh, superheroes. superheroes. Uh, I think... Uh, like a four. I, 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 I might have mentioned this earlier. I, I don't even know. We've been talking for so long. I don't remember if I mentioned this while we were talking or earlier to you. But I just like... I think I'm just more invested in these characters. Like, just as... Uh, like a fan, like like not like again. When I say these characters, I don't mean these specific versions. I hate a lot of way that the versions of these characters are written. Yeah, and I think that's like a core of the problem with a lot of these movies to me is that these characters aren't very true to what they're supposed to be, and it's just kind of like I, I get that you're trying something different, but it's just not really worth. If you if you if if you're gonna give me a, a Superman and a Batman and a world that are like dark. And, and like stuff like that and you want to go for this new interpretation you better be able to justify it and I just don't think they really do and then obviously Justice League is a whole pivot into a fucking sludge fest of mediocrity yeah a 4 out of 10 just seems so appropriate for me because I don't find it interesting enough to get it to that's completely fair it just it. I, I think I'm also factoring in just like the behind the scenes yeah. stuff like it just Joss Whedon just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. That's why I'm... He's an asshole. I really don't go back to the first two Avengers movies, like, yeah. really at all, because I'm just like, I, it, yeah. like... I don't hate them. Like, I, I know you're not the biggest fan of the first Avengers, but I just... Uh, I don't hate them. It's just, again, Joss Whedon just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, it sucks coming from a huge fan of Buffy. I mm-hmm. love I'm Buffy a, and I'm, Angel. I fucking love Firefly. So, Firefly's great. So it sucks to have to, yeah. I think that's so. I think that's the big takeaway from this discussion is that Joss Whedon is a piece of shit and shouldn't be hired for anything anymore. I agree. He should never get work again. Um, but you know what? I will say after all that, I am hesitantly optimistic about the Snyder. Cut. I never want to watch another superhero movie again. <laughs> no, My brain is completely fried. No, I. I am. I'm very. I'm very curious to watch it, and I'm very curious to discuss it. I feel like there's going to be a lot to say, a lot to talk, and about. we will actually have our very first guest on the show next week for the Snyder Cut. My, my good buddy Harsh Jazzwall, who we mentioned earlier, I, I guess uh, no secret, is a very big fan of these movies. Very big fan. He loves them. Well, so. uh, it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say about the Snyder Cut next week. Uh, we hope to see you guys there. Kyle, do you want to tell the people where they can find us on uh, on social media? 100%. They can follow us on Twitter at Cinema Shakedown and Instagram at Cinema Shakedown. And they can follow me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kyle Craigbaum. That's K-R-I-E-G-H-B-A-U-M. And you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Fatman99 and me on Letterboxd as well at just my name, Jordan Dennis. I, uh, I think that's the show, Kyle. That about wraps it up. Adios. See you next week.